Welcome back to Action Ignited, the place to be for personal development and growth. Here on our podcast, you're going to find all the tools and tips that you'll need to ignite your passion and achieve your dreams. My name is Jason Hogarth here with my friend and co-host is Hadahat. And today we're going to be diving into balancing work and life. So if you've recently been, recently been feeling like you don't have control over your time, this is going to be the episode for you. So if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, ask any questions that you do have, because we'll make sure to look through those and answer them. And with that, let's get into it. Is how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I've just been, you know, trying to enjoy some sun. So luckily we've got extra sun here and it's not crazy hot. So, you know enjoying it when i can i'd love to hear that you know down here in florida it's always sunny it's always warm so we deal with that 24 7 365. dude i have to ask and i think it's like a very smooth transition it's so easy for somebody like myself who's lived in new jersey and then now i live in boston and you know you hear florida and it's almost like oh you're at the beach so while we're kind of diving right into this conversation, do you feel like the beach has been a place for you to balance your work and your life? I know it might feel different because, you know, you already live there essentially, but I definitely want to hear more about that. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's taken different phases and um, some relaxing, some not so much, but regardless, it's always fun. Um you know, where we're at in Fort Myers, we're about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on traffic to get to a beach. Uh, when we first moved down, we used to go probably just about every weekend. So about five years ago, um, those times, I feel like it was more uh, fun. Like we'd be playing cornhole at the different bars that were down there drinking, doing whatever their garbage can, beer pong, all that type of stuff. So it wasn't necessarily the, the relaxing um, beach setting that I was used to growing up when we would go to like Ocean City, Maryland or something like that. And you just lay on a blanket and hang out. Um, but a lot of fun. I think <clears throat> now when we do go, it's less frequent than when we first moved down. That that initial hype kind of wears off. But when we do go, it is more back to those kind of me and Megan will just go ourselves and just go lay out on a blanket or something. Um, so it definitely helps. Uh, I'd say the one thing about the West coast that's different from East coast beaches is you don't necessarily have the same sound of the ocean. Cause you don't get as high of waves, the waves crashing. That was always the thing that did it for me. Um, especially like, you know, when you're on vacation late at night, sitting out on the balcony of a hotel room, hearing the waves crash, that was always the best thing. Hmm. Like relaxing with the sunset. And yeah, no, it was just definitely interesting. Cause I know it's something we've talked about in the past a little bit. Um, cause it's easy for me to say like, oh, I would go to the beach every single weekend and, and every day during break. Uh, it's, but it's always, I'm always curious to see if it's any different for somebody else that's already been there. It's almost like exactly what you said. You kind of lose the hype a little bit and like, how else can you make it enjoyable? Yeah, it becomes, it becomes convenient. So it's, you don't go as often as you think you would after some time. I think there's still some people that go probably just as frequent, like every other weekend or something like that. But um, just hasn't been something we've done. I think too, um, the, lately just with the the hurricane that hit here um, kind of stops us from going in general because there's still garbage and all that type of stuff um, floating up. But everything's sounds like it's getting back on track. So we're actually eager to get there now. There are some places we could go, I think down Marco Island, it's like 45 to an hour minute drive so nice maybe we'll get down there one of these days but you know football season's coming up so that's where um 
I'll say I'm getting my stress relief, but probably getting more stressed. But <laughs> they like feel it in the air. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, for those first few first first few months, definitely helpful the way you would expect it to be. Uh, so I know you had just speaking of the balancing work and life. Um, I saw on your your Instagram story your your Whoop, um, your Whoop tracker. Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if there's. We can call it like we call it a tracker. After, but long story short, yeah, I wear a the Whoop, so it's a fitness tracker. I get to see things from like stress management and heart, my heart rate, um, different activities, sleep, and yeah, all that fun nerdy stuff. Yeah. So look, so the, the graph that you had, it's, it looked like Wednesday, you were incredibly stressed um, <laughs> by the looks of it. Cause it was, it was in the red, it was very low. And then uh, something must've happened this weekend to have you up at what, like 90% recharged. So you could go into that a little bit of how you've been trying to kind of prioritize your own self-care. Yeah. I think for me, it's, um, I tell people like, don't be on this go mode all the time. And I'm my worst I'm my biggest coach and I call myself out where, you know, I'll train consistently. I'll do extra activities. Like I was just participating in flag football. I was running a lot extra and then, you know, working a full schedule Monday through Friday and a few things on the weekend here and there. Your stress adds up and stress isn't just stress like, hey, I'm angry from somebody. It's what you put your body through. So long story short, I ended up getting whoop uh, a few months back to kind of just track everything and stay on top of it. And last week, thankfully, I had a, a camping trip planned out. And it's just so funny how organically that was already programmed or programmed. Now I'm talking like such a coach that was already scheduled in for that weekend. And during that week, I felt off going from Sunday into Monday. I didn't know if I was actually sick or anything, no fever or anything like that, but I felt really, really drained. So I took Monday off, didn't work out, but I just went to work. Tuesday came, I was feeling good. And then I trained, did a full body workout, by Wednesday, I was in the complete red. So I went from like 50 to like, I think just in the 50s, two days back to back, 50% recovered into like 35 Wednesday. I was in the complete red. I actually felt like really sick. I got kind of like, you know, you get nervous. Am I really sick? What is this? Uh, but my recovery was really bad. And going back into Thursday and Friday, I was teetering past the red and then all of a sudden i went to the camping trip and going camping i initially was a little nervous i've never i'm a city guy everybody made fun of me and you and i had a conversation <laughs> while i was driving um you know i didn't know what to expect but it turned out the long story short saturday and sunday my recovery spiked up to the green it was like 85 percent or like 90 percent recovered back to back and, you know, part of it, we could dig into the science a little bit, fresh, fresh oxygen. So I'm surrounded by trees. I'm in the sun. My body's recovering through the water. We were in, uh, I went canoeing, paddle boarding. Uh, I did sleep in a tent. So I was surprised that my stress didn't spike up from that because it was so damn hot. Um, but on the second day, it rained and it cooled down, all that good stuff. But yeah, long story short, I went camping and I think all that time in the nature with the fresh air and less noise and time to like put my phone down because there's not much service, it literally mentally and physically helped me recover. So that was my big kind of balance from last week. I worked a full week and then I went away for the weekend and I completely recovered. So it was it was definitely so good. And it was hard to come back to like city life after that. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. Especially my whole time I've known you, you said it best. You're you're a city boy. Um, I I don't picture you as someone that goes camping. So I'm glad Monica pulls you out there to to get you out in nature. But it's been something that just that process of getting out in nature away from like all the comforts and technology. And I don't know if there's any science behind this, but it's always been something that worked for me. Even if like I just started going on like longer walks outside, it helps me recharge. So I wonder if there's something actually to that. Like uh, there's the benefits of sunlight and all that type of stuff. But <clears throat> just being outside, I feel like, I, I don't know if the word, but getting back to our uh, primitive uh, nature, like just rejuvenates us. And, you know, I don't have a whoop, so I have no way of truly tracking that for me, but I always feel better personally. So it's it's just interesting for you to go somewhere that myself, yourself, and a lot of people by the sounds of things would think you would be uncomfortable. And it actually ended up being a place where you found some, some time to kind of disconnect and recharge. Yeah, man, it was so much inner peace, you know, and I, I really think part of it is, of course, we're not like researching this right this moment, but vitamin D, absolutely. It's so good for you. Um, I think my hormones got balanced as far as the stress dropped down a bit. And then like the physical stress I was putting on my body was literally water. Like I was swimming, I was paddleboarding. Like I said, we we're walking a bit. Um, and I think it was so low impact where all together just created this holistic recovery. Um, and it was really good. And it almost felt like it was out of routine, but then kind of in routine because I've been trying to search just like what's this holistic recovery for me and like what is like a new routine. Um, I'd love to share mine a little bit, but what do you feel like your routine might be right now? Do you have a routine? What has worked for you in the past? Where are you at with that? And as far as like a wellness balance routine? Yeah, it is interesting because I I think while some things kind of persist on, there's like ebbs and flows to every routine or process you create. Because for me, I feel like even a good routine after a while feels more like a rut. Mm, like mundane almost. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So it, it changes a lot, to be honest. But right now, what I've been doing and um, so one, I've picked up golf. And what I've realized from a lot of people around me that also play golf with me is they constantly have sore something, sore back, sore legs, whatever. So uh, before I even got to that point, I just kind of started every morning, no matter what, I just go through a stretching routine. It's just like hitting all the big muscle groups. So it's, it's not long. It takes me like maybe five to 10 minutes max. Um, just going through like stretching, basically like starting with the neck and working my way down my body. So that's been a part of like my morning. And then typically I would watch when it gets to football season, I like to watch good morning football like in the morning before I start work, walk around the house, move around, um, play with Nala. She'll like throw her ball at me and I'll throw it back at her, stuff like that. So like that's become like a staple of my morning routine is just like doing that. Sometimes it'll be YouTube videos if I'm like researching something and want to try to learn something. But either way, no matter what I'm kind of watching, I just move around, do my stretching and like that's my routine for the morning. Outside of that, I mean just on a weekly basis, Megan and I have been doing kind of a self-care routine. So like, well, one of the things we use is a gua sha. Well, um, I, gonna, I don't, yeah, yeah I was going to say, 
I don't use it for my face, which is what I think it's intentionally designed for, but I'll have like, just rub it on my back or like any sore muscle. Um, and it helps kind of just reduce the inflammation that's going on in there, improve circulation to those areas. Um, just help from a recovery standpoint. So it's kind of just like a additional way to massage. So instead of a hand, it's like this gua sha stone. Um, honestly, I swear by the thing. It works so good. And then the other part of it, which not everyone likes cold therapy, but I think it works the best, but it's like a, again, a thing for your face. It's like a, it looks like a pill that you fill with water. You put it in the freezer, freeze a solid. Then you take like half of it off and I'll just have, Megan rub it on my back and like the thing just melts. It's so it's like pressure plus the, the cold from the ice. And every time after I feel so great right after, but even like the day after my, I just, I have no soreness, no pain, whatever. Um, so love that swear by it. I know a lot of people can't handle the colds. Um, I used to do like all the ice baths and we did cryotherapy at one point, um, back in college. So you know, love that stuff, swear by that stuff. I feel like it improves your mental health too. So nice, dude. I love it. Cause the thing that I immediately take away listening to all that, it's well-balanced routine where it's like, again, you don't have to do the same thing over and over and over again. Cause it does become kind of mundane. It might feel boring, but I like that you have a little bit or including a little bit of everything. There's some physical movement in there. There's some physical recovery in there. Your mental uh, recharge or time might be like, digesting things from good morning football and from different things that you're learning. And it just holistically wraps from mental all the way to physical. Um, and then obviously therapy, I'm going to call it therapy dog, but having like Nala and having a cute dog, you're playing with a dog. It's physically and mentally like rewarding. So I love that. Yeah, for sure. Now that's, it's, it's just like you said, it needs to, it kind of needs to change every so often. Cause it does get boring, um, which is nice. Cause like now football season's kicking up so I could shift gears, um, and do that. But you know, for a while, even speaking of routine, um, uh, I was doing 75 hard. It's Andy Frischella's program. And that is all about routine and discipline of like five different steps that you have to complete every single day. Um, luckily I'm done with that now. So it was great. It helped, but it was, it was a pain, man. It was a lot. Cause it's two workouts a day, uh, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages, uh, take a, a picture every day, like progress picture every day. Um, and then just pick a diet and stick to it. So I was doing that. I did a lot longer than 75 days in reality, but um, one of the rules in it is if you fail at any one of those tasks on any given day, you have to start over from day one. And I think I failed two separate times before I, this last run, I finally completed all the way through from day one to day 75. This might be a hard question to answer, but if you had to pick one thing from that entire journey with 75 hard that you continue to do now, or that's like really impacted you in a good way, what would that be? Uh, I would say it's two things that I continue to do. Um, it's the drinking gallon of water. I find no matter what that helps. And then I'm still doing in a way two workouts a day. Um, I just do it like the second one since I'm not on a, on the actual program journey right now i just do like one that's walking and then one that's like an actual workout of some kind so like now i probably wouldn't have counted this when i was actually doing it but like i'll go play golf that'll count as one of my workouts because 
I'm out there moving around. But when I was actually doing it, I wouldn't count something like that just because it's all about not compromising with yourself. And that feels like a compromise to me. But like now I'll chalk it up as one and then like I'll go for a run or a walk throughout the day. But those are the two that I've kept going with the most. You know, you do something for a set period of time and you feel good, but then after some time it gets tough. And then, you know, we have to refine our environment and trying to reform some new habits. So for myself, you know, I used to have a set steady routine where it's like a few of the things that I would do is I would read for a certain time. So I think I used to do like 30 minutes of reading. I would journal. I wouldn't touch my phone until like 9 a.m. So I wouldn't open up any social media, wouldn't look at any emails, anything like that. And I would go out for a walk. I would come back in, have my breakfast and kind of start my day so I had all this time for myself life ends up happening and you know I moved to Boston I have a lot busier lifestyle now I need to be productive ready to go a lot earlier so I got out of routine and I used to put pressure on myself that I I needed to do the same exact routine but within a different time and what ended up happening was I had to shrink my routine a bit and change the order of events and even some things move to another time so like for example now I don't have 30 minutes to read because I, I I do a few other things. So I kind of just break the reading into two parts within the day. And that's just a simple example. But it took me so long to be okay with like, my routine and structure didn't have to be the same thing over and over again. But I put more pressure on myself that it needs to be this exact routine. And if it's not, I'm failing. Um, so I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a tough one. Yeah. And that's, I think there's pros and cons to that. Cause there's certain things where if it's, if it's something you have to do and you're trying to procrastinate it. And that's why I think 75 hard works so well for me. Cause there was a lot of things that I just set out that I have to do. That was a way for me to stay committed. Like I never had before and just improve my overall self-discipline to be able to do things, even if I wasn't in the mood. But the way I've always looked at is routines there to serve a purpose. And if what's included in your routine no longer fulfills anything for you, then it doesn't need to be in your routine anymore because you're constantly growing. So if you're if you've been doing the same routine for five years, there's certain part of it, parts of it that are probably always going to work for you. Mm -hmm. But there's also certain things that you might have been doing that we're there to help you get to this next step. And maybe you don't need that as much now, but you need something else to take its place, whether it's, you know, more time with Monica or being able to sit down, have breakfast with her, or maybe it is going and doing some additional reading, but only you can truly identify what that is and what you need. But I think it's being able to have the flexibility to say, okay, it's time to make a little shift, but make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. And as long as you have that overall purpose figured out, the routine that you build out behind it is always going to match. I think that's such a big mic drop with everything you said. And I think the other thing that could be a challenge is we might see, and even like somebody might listen to what we're saying and try to do the same exact routine or self-care slash balance thing that we're mentioning. And we always want to emphasize that these are just different tools that you can use and trial and error, but it might not be something that works for you. And that's okay. There shouldn't be a pressure of, I need to do this, how Jason's doing and how is is doing. And if I'm not, it's wrong. And I think that's also something that I've struggled with in the past. It's like one of the things I've built the muscle towards is meditating now. And I think you and I may have talked about this, excuse me. And I used to think like, I need to do it for a set period of time. It needs to be long. I need to sit a certain way, all this stuff. And it turned into like, it's my stress relief slash middle of the day breakup 
during my busy days. So like I now do, I literally set a timer for a minute and like 25 seconds or a minute 30, or even just a minute in the morning after I journal right before I eat. Or sometimes it's right before I leave the apartment, just to focus in on just my breath. Then for example, before we started recording this, I did seven minutes. Um, and the idea is just to be intentional and present. So I'm at present with my breath. I'm being intentional. The morning one, I was just focusing on box breathing. So like a hand on my belly, focus in on every time I inhale, my stomach expands. Every time I exhale, my stomach sinks back. And then my meditation for our recording here, all I did was put relaxing. I think it was like a forest uh, sound in the background. And I literally camping vibes, big vibes. And like, I just picture myself going through a forest with the hair blowing back and just feeling good barefoot and grounding myself and it helped. And I was ready to go. Um, so that was, that's definitely an example about meditating where even that and anything in general, doesn't have to be this perfect way. You'll find how it works for you. And I think you kind of just talked about that a, a little bit a second ago. So I just wanted to add to that. One camping trip and the city boy <laughs> is all about the forest now. It's all I about love it. Hippie vibes now. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, that no, that's that's great, and that's exactly it. It's it's not one size fits all. You have to figure out what works for you. One thing you mentioned on the the meditation side, just because I do think when people do think about you know kind of those different ways to relax yourself and prioritize yourself, it is finding those ways to meditate or go through some affirmations or something like that. But you mentioned that it was at first you were being very, I guess, structured about it. You have to sit a certain way, do it for a certain amount of time when you were doing it like that and comparing it to how you're, you do it now. Do you see a big difference in the benefit that you've gotten out of it between when you were trying to be very structured about this thing that's supposed to bring you relaxation and now when you just kind of go with the flow? Oh, absolutely. There is just no pressure anymore. It's almost like there's no weight on my shoulders. I need to meditate now. I need to do it now. It has to be this way. Sit up. Come on. Blah, blah, blah. Now it's just, hey, I need a second to recharge. I need some silence. I can sit in my car. I can go for a walk. It's literally just being intentional with my breath and being intentional with your breath and being present shouldn't feel like a chore. It shouldn't feel like you have to do it. You get to do it whenever you'd like. So it's whenever you feel called to, it doesn't have to be a set period of time. That's what I've realized. And it became so much easier. So it's like a night and day difference. Now there's no pressure. I almost, not even almost, I definitely look forward to it a lot more now before I'd be like, okay, I really need to go do this. You don't need to do anything. That's great. And I think that's a really important thing to take away, no matter what it is, meditating or whatever it is that works for you. If you ever feel like you're forcing it, I feel like it's, it's defeating the purpose. Unless it's something you absolutely have to do to achieve whatever your goal you're going after, it's not going to be beneficial to you. So love that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the main takeaway with that idea of meditation and the, just the in, entire idea of balancing work and life and just stress management. Self-care is going to be one, what helps yourself, because we're all unique in our own journeys. Um, but it, it's two, it's not feeling like you need to have the certain obligation to do things a certain way. Again, there is the overarching theme of everything there's a tool for for everybody trial and error different things and then you'll feel what essentially works for you perfect and on that note as we do come to a close here um is are there any i guess just tips if you could run it down in a bullet port bullet point format 
that you would have as recommendations for either self-care practices, things you do, or maybe things you use um, to, to help you? Yeah, I think the first one is is just be intentional. I think it's very important to set the intention with what you're looking to accomplish. So when you're being intentional with, hey, I need some time for myself, I think within that, be intentional with your breath. So if you decide to, hey, I need to meditate or I want to do some type of form of meditation, it's being intentional of I'm going to be present with my breath. So I think that's one that's really important. Be intentional with what you're looking to accomplish. Um, two, I'm going to bring back this point. You will find essentially what works for you. There's a bunch of different tools out there. Um, number three, I love to journal. I'm going to bring this point up. I do talk about it a lot, but I think taking time to write about or even speak about with a friend or out loud something you forgive yourself for and something you're proud of yourself for it fills your subconscious and like conscious mind up in a good way and it could be a good stress reliever that can help out balance you know work stress or just stress in general and your life and i think those two things are really great to highlight you you'll feel good about something you're proud about you may have forgot about it and so you take some time to sit with that and then the last part would be you forgive yourself for something that maybe didn't go the best and that way you don't have to feel defeated about it it's more of like okay i acknowledge it it's time to move forward from that um do you feel like you have any uh big pro tips or things that stand out for you i think the main in things, um, you know, as far as things, I would say the the gua sha got to get it, and whatever that um, pill thing is called, the the face puffy thing that I use, that those would be the two things. Just continue to find things that you're passionate about. For me right now, it's it's been golf. Um, find some physical activities, whether it's drinking water, getting out in the sun, doing different activities. I think that's the the biggest thing that I could leave you with is just find something that helps you fill your cup up first and everything else will take care of itself. So with that, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, we ask that you share it and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Um, we're incredibly excited for what's still to come on Action Ignited as we go through our first two weeks of launch here. So continue to expect an episode a day from us as we do go through. And after that, it will switch to a Monday to Friday release schedule each week. Let's ignite your passion. See you next time. See you guys. Thank you.